Hey guys, what's going on? It's Derek. We're back on Ballistic Performance Radio. Today, Ashley and I are discussing deserted island fitness. I think we stole this concept from Ben Bergeron in one of his podcasts from last year. And essentially what we're doing is we're going through and we're picking our top five foods, our top five spices and condiments, our top five kitchen appliances, our top five fitness exercises, and our top five pieces of equipment. So we have all kinds of categories, but we're going through and giving you our top five that if we could pick no others and do only those or have only those for the rest of our life, that's what we're trying to show you guys and bring to you guys. So it's going to be a fun episode. There'll probably be things that you think, what the hell are they doing bringing that? There'll be things that you think, holy crap, how did they miss that? But let us know what you think. If you're enjoying the podcast, go online, go to iTunes, go to Spotify, Captivate, wherever it's SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcast at, leave us a review. We would appreciate that so, so much. Without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is take three. <laughs> this is episode number 15. Ash and I are coming at you guys here today. Ash, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. We are laughing because we're coming at you with episode number 15. And the title of this episode is Deserted Island Fitness. And the last two takes, I have said desert. <laughs> but I he literally swear won't stop. it rolls off the tongue better when you say desert <laughs> island. But anyway... So we're back on track here, and uh, Ash is going to take it away and kind of guide us through this conversation, and I'm going to try to keep desert and dessert and deserted <laughs> and all these things straight. So we've all played deserted island. Now I feel like I'm going to say desert, deserted island as a kid. Uh, if you have not, Derek, tell us about it. Okay, so for the, the two people out there that have never played this... <laughs> You pick X number of things. It might be two, three, four, five. We picked five today. Five things that you can take with you or have with you when you're stranded on this deserted island. I think almost everybody's played this in some capacity, maybe even as an icebreaker, like a class or some kind of event. So we picked five things for both fitness and nutrition, and we picked five things for multiple different categories. So I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and I think right off the bat, just so everybody knows... These are just our opinions. Everybody's going to probably pick something different. Everybody's going to have objections or agreements or just comments in general. So if we say something and you think those guys are morons, why would they pick that? Drop us a comment, <laughs> leave us <laughs> leave us some feedback, and we'd love to talk about it because these are literally just off the cusp, um, things that we just thought of a couple minutes ago, and we're going to just spit them at you guys. Yeah, exactly. Before we get into health, fitness, and nutrition, though, let's have some fun. So what would we actually take for a real deserted island game? All right. So we talked about this and we created our own list. And that's actually what we've done for all of these categories. So um, we had a little bit of discussion to agree on five between the two of us. But when you're thinking about this on your own, 
just spit out the first five things that you think of or or try not to it's google not that as easy. ashley did not that easy to pick five ashley googled she cheated but i only had a google for the last two <laughs> anyway so these are our five things that we would bring with us on a deserted island number one ash what is it bow and arrow bow and arrow here's why we picked that number one you can retrieve your arrows after you kill something with it. If you bring a gun, <laughs> you only have so much ammo. So well, you... and I was thinking with a gun, don't you have to like hit it perfectly? And no, I'm making that up. Well, I thought like the bullets are like bad. Well, hun, we also have to hit it perfectly with the bow. <laughs> the arrow's not that much bigger. Yeah, but aren't bullets like poisonous? Am I literally making this up? Well, you can dan it's just the same as an arrow. You can damage the portion of the meat that you're trying to eat. It's I not I swear someone told me that when you hit an animal with a bullet, the bullet like breaks up and goes other places too. I mean if it's a if it's a hollow point, if it's a shotgun. Okay, what just moving on. We're moving going with on. the bow and arrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so bow and arrow. And also, we think we might be able to use that bow and arrow when trying to get fish. Yes. Right? We might be able to spear fish with the arrows. Yes. Like actually fire it into the water. Mm -hmm. That may have been disproven. I don't know. But that's what we're going with. <laughs> Second thing. A knife. Knife. Because we, number one, we can use a knife to cut things, to make things. But we can also use it with what number three is on our list. And that's flint to make <laughs> yes. fire. Mm -hmm. Right, because nobody wants to be rolling their or shimmying that stick between their hands for thirty minutes trying to get a fire started every no. day. So number two is a knife because it's very uh, versatile, and number three was flint so that we could always start a fire. Mm -hmm. What's number four? Number four, we couldn't really decide here. I picked one, you picked the other because you Googled, <laughs> but it's either. <laughs> A snorkel slash fin, so like a, a snorkel set or a fishing net. Yes. I didn't tell you about the snorkel thing. What do you think about that now that you see them both side by side? Which one would you pick? The snorkel, I mean, the snorkel and fins or the fishing fun, net? looks more fun, but like I'd still go with fishing net Okay. because it's less work and you're more likely to get fish. The snorkel and fins, you never know. You here, still have to hit the fish. Yeah, here was my thought with the snorkel and fins. Yes, you still have to hit the fish, but... You let's say there was another island somewhat close. I'd be able <laughs> to swim not? significantly easier. I'd be able to see in the water if I have goggles. Yeah, but if you're stuck on an island, you're probably going to get good at swimming no matter what. Okay. All right. So it's fishing <laughs> net it is. Number four is fishing net. Number, number five. Number five. Some sort of either water filtration unit or water filtration like bottle, like a canteen mm -hmm. that has a filter in it. Something to where we can actually drink and store water. Yep. Simple enough because you got to stay hydrated, right? Yes. Okay. If you guys have five that are significantly different than those five, let us know. We would love to hear it. Yeah. Okay. So going on to nutrition, what are the five foods that we agreed on? What was the first one? All right. So for nutrition, the first food that we said was we were going to because initially we said, okay, we need to definitely hit the three macros, right? We need yeah. protein, we need carb, we need fat. And from there, we decided on our protein, it was going to be beef, lean yes. beef. Why? Uh, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think we both enjoy the taste of red meat. Mm -hmm. Two, it's that protein-fat combo. So we're kind of hitting two birds with one stone there. 
And then the, in terms of micronutrients, beef has a complete amino acid profile, right? We're getting all nine essential amino acids. Yep. It also is rich in vitamin B12, zinc, um, selenium, iron, niacin, B6, creatine, all, all kinds of stuff. So it's just a rich micronutrient profile of, for the beef. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What was the second thing? The second thing, we went from protein to carb or slash veggie. We went with broccoli. Yes. And now everyone out there is probably thinking, why in the hell of all the vegetables mm-hmm. and foods out there would y'all pick broccoli? <laughs> why did we pick broccoli? Well, why uh, did you pick broccoli? Well, so initially I had spinach on mm-hmm. my list and then you had broccoli. And then when I compared the two in terms of their micronutrient profile, they weren't significantly different. Really, spinach was the, the biggest thing it was offering that broccoli wasn't was a bigger... A bigger um, impact with iron so it had greater mm-hmm. greater iron with it and there was another one i can't remember off the top of my head but the reason we went with broccoli was it's high in vitamin c vitamin k potassium iron mag manganese so it's got all of these different things just like beef it has a lot of micronutrients or vitamins and minerals that are going to help us sustain like our life yeah the other reason i thought about it way less scientific was like you could eat broccoli a lot of different ways so you can eat it literally like off of broccoli slaw yeah broccoli casserole well (laughs) yeah but you don't have all those things on a deserted island but i just meant like you can make basically like broccoli rice like chop it up really small (laughs) so then you're less you're more less likely to get sick of it okay that's yeah so it's got versatile cooking yeah what was next? Options. What's n- number three? Oh, wait. Before we go on, oh. I also switched. I agreed with you on broccoli because it ha- has more fiber and it's a more fibrous vegetable in general. Mm. So it's going to fill you up more than what like spinach would. Yeah. All right. Anyway, number three, we went with fruit and we went with banana. Why did you say banana? Well, I like bananas, number one. And <laughs> so do you. Same. But we also went with them because they are a good source of potassium. They do have vitamin B6. They do have vitamin C. So getting some of those vitamins and minerals that we weren't necessarily getting from the beef or the broccoli. And, you know, they're, they have a little bit more of like a, a, they pack a little more punch, I would say. Like they have a pretty high insulin response when you eat them. So like mm-hmm. it is going to sustain you a little bit longer and, and those those kinds of things so yeah the want to know why i chose it yes i'd love to <laughs> because it has a peel and you have to unpeel it to eat it it's less likely you like you don't have to wash it you don't have to have clean water to eat it where like an apple you should probably wash it and i don't I learned... wash my apples okay well you should <laughs> But I learned this when I was volunteering in Africa. We could always eat like a banana or an orange, but we couldn't really eat like apples or trying to think what else, something like peppers. Berries. Berries, yeah. Unless you want to peel. Does that make sense? Unless you want to peel your berries and grapes. Yeah, which you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Do you like that? I like that. Okay. Continuing on. Number four. Number four, we went with sweet potatoes. All right, so we went with this one. Really simple. 
it, there's both carbs and fiber in the potato. Mm-hmm. And we went with a sweet potato versus a regular potato simply because it has a more robust micronutrient profile. We're getting <laughs> your face when I just said the word robust. Did you like that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a better micronutrient pro- profile. We're getting more bang for our buck with a sweet potato versus a regular potato. Yes. I do want to just throw this out there, though. It does have that. But if we weren't stuck on a deserted island, I recommend white or sweet potato. I always get that question. It's like, white potatoes are bad for me. But they're not. Good point. It's just because we're on a deserted island. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) We eat more white potatoes than we do sweet potatoes in our day-to-day lives. So we're not saying that sweet potatoes are good for you and white potatoes are bad. Yes. Because if you claim that we said that, Ashley's going to jump through... (laughs) your speakers and strangle you <laughs> that's not true but i just had to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. go on all right anything else with sweet potatoes no i think i don't we don't need to get into okay. what all the vitamins and minerals are and what was our fifth thing the fifth and final food we picked drum roll <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna sound brussels sprouts yeah no <laughs> idea how that's gonna come through the audio okay brussels sprouts why the heck did we pick brussels sprouts Number one, they're rich in antioxidants. Mm-hmm. And then number two, which was my determining factor, is they actually have a decent amount of omega-3 fatty acids. And for anyone listening out there without getting too sciency and nerdy, we eat very little foods that have omega-3s, really fish and Brussels sprouts. And I'm sure there are a couple other traits. It's in a couple other vegetables and trace amounts. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Everything we eat is primarily omega-6 fatty acids, and there has to be some kind of balance in there. And omega-3 fatty acids are essential to like some of the functions of our body. So to be able to get them out of the Brussels sprouts is a huge advantage. Yes. Cool. Cool. Anything else with the five things of nutrition that we would bring? I think we're good on the five foods. What else did we talk about with nutrition? Kind of related it over, right? So... You mean like what are the five kitchen appliances we would have? Yeah, like we basically took this concept and moved away from just food and wanted to link it to nutrition somehow. (laughs) Yes. If we had electricity, we didn't really think about that. Well, this is just, it's all hypothetical, right? (laughs) But so with that being said, what was the first thing? Okay, number one, we don't actually have to be on the island, but we just picked five things, right? Yeah. We're going to pretend that we have electricity, but we're not actually, we don't necessarily have to be on this deserted island. But here are the five appliances that we picked that we would recommend. Recommend if you could only use these five things to prepare your food. Mm -hmm. What was the first thing? First thing, air fryer. If you don't have an air fryer in 2020, you're messing up. I literally, that is the one thing I tell my clients. An air fryer makes food so much better. Yeah. I don't actually like veggies. I know I'm the worst. I'm a fitness coach that doesn't like veggies, but I will eat them if they're in the air fryer. So it makes everything amazing and it makes it 10 times faster. And we even cook like wings and stuff in there. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's so versatile. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was the second thing? Second thing, Instapot. Now, you don't necessarily need an Instapot. You could say Crock-Pot here, but something that cooks foods that... In bulk amounts. In bulk amounts, and that can also cook while you're not standing in front of it. Mm-hmm. And for the Instapot, for example, can cook foods very quickly because yeah. it's a pressure cooker. But just something that can cook in bulk 
and keeps foods tender and, and moist and, and delicious. Yeah. What was the third? Number three, microwave. Now, that yes. just sounds a little ridiculous. <laughs> like, you don't need a microwave, but it's just convenient, right? You can reheat your foods. You can actually cook foods in there, like steamed vegetables and all those things. And yes, this doesn't line up with the five foods that we had listed earlier, but that's not the point. We're literally just giving you guys our top five here. Yeah. Uh, what, why else did you say microwave? Did I miss something? No, I think basically you can cook anything in a microwave in my opinion it might just take a really long time i used to cook my eggs in the microwave Me when too. I was in it's number four ash <laughs> the grill a grill yeah so not necessarily a kitchen appliance but it's an appliance or a uh i don't think you should call it equipment but it's something that you'd have at your house to prepare food on it allows you to prepare proteins in bulk amounts that you can cook your vegetables on it it's just really versatile um, when mm -hmm. we lived in Pittsburgh, we used ours all the time. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. What's the fifth? Last thing. Fifth and essential is the coffee maker. <laughs> How are you going to make it through the day without it? That and also you could just use it to heat up water if you like tea. Or if you just want hot water. Hot chocolate. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Let's Let's keep going here. Keep moving on. Okay. So going still kind of with the nutrition topic, what are five spices or condiments that you would bring? Okay. Or I guess that you recommend. Again, not necessarily deserted island. Yeah, so ours were essentially the same here. So we'll kind of hit on both because we did do separate lists and then combine them. Mm -hmm. Number one, salt. Yes. Number one, salt tastes good. Number two, salt helps you absorb or resorb water. Mm -hmm. Right, so those are those are essential things. Yep. Two garlic powder because yes. we love it. Yeah. Three, uh, on three, I had pepper, but you had jumped to ketchup. Ketchup's also on my list though. So let's just say number three being ketchup. Mm -hmm. Then we'll loop back here. Number four, <laughs> you had barbecue sauce. Yes. I had. That's where you had pepper. That's right. I had pe pepper then. So. I like barbecue sauce, but it's not essential for me. I'd rather have pepper, but... And then I'm the opposite. Yeah. I just like barbecue sauce exactly. more than pepper. These are all just personal preference. And then and finally, then five is peanut butter. I so can't believe you added this to your list. We kind of cheated here. Peanut butter, I don't know if you can count it as one of these spices slash Yes, you can, but he literally like made fun of me when I said it out loud. He's like, what are you going to put that on? Well, then she said, I'll just eat it out of the jar. And I thought, that's a great idea. <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> anyway, those are our condiments, all personal preference, no science behind those whatsoever, <laughs> just enjoyment. Yeah. All right. Makes food way better. So does that wrap it up for nutrition? I think so. Cool. So do we want to do like a quick, uh, a quick recap here? Yeah, we can. All right. So our five foods were lean beef, broccoli, banana, sweet potatoes, and Brussels sprouts. Yep. Our five kitchen appliances, yes, these do not coincide with the five foods, right? Mm -hmm. We now have electricity mm -hmm. and somewhere to cook. <laughs> Air fryer, Instabot, microwave, grill, and coffee maker. Yes. And then finally, our five spices slash condiments. I'll just read yours off. Salt, garlic powder, ketchup or barbecue sauce, pepper, and peanut butter. That's it. I kind of read. That was way more than five. I read both lists, so that's okay. That it was works. six. Six. Close enough. combined. Okay, what's next? All right, now moving to fitness. Are you excited? This is my bread and butter. <laughs> what are the five pieces of equipment that you would bring? 
Oh boy. Okay. So we actually just made a post about this mm-hmm. on Instagram. So it was kind of easy for us to, to reel this in. I think when this question comes up, people get all fired up and they start, you know, getting all emotional about certain pieces of equipment because they think it's essential to fitness and, and all these things. But we narrowed it down to five that we truly believe these five things will allow you to maintain your fitness and or even improve your fitness over the course of time without having a garage full of equipment or without having a beach full, get it? Cause we're on the, <laughs> we're on the island, a beach full of equipment. So our number one thing was rings. Mm-hmm. How come? The reason we picked rings was you can do various different exercises with them. Number one. So you can, you can do dips. You can do pull-ups. If you raise the rings up, you can do ring rows or inverted rows. There are just a lot of different variations of things that we can work the rings in. You can even go as far as saying we can do ring V outs and work on like core and shoulder stability and those sorts of things, ring push-ups. So just a lot of variations Mm -hmm. and it eliminates the need to have a pull-up bar because we can raise the rings to a height at which we can do pull-ups. Yeah. I like it. What was the second piece of equipment? Second thing we said was a kettlebell or bells Mm -hmm. plural. The reason we said kettlebell is Again, you can do various different exercises with it, but more importantly, it allows us to do the kettlebell swing, Mm -hmm. which is a power bias, hip-driven exercise, so that it gives us those adaptations of on the power end of things, both neurological and physiological, that we can't get from just doing strength-based movements. Mm -hmm. I like that. And then number three? Three, dumbbells. This this goes, I think this goes without saying, you can do everything that you do with a barbell with dumbbells. Yeah. They can be used for virtually anything. Yeah. If not, it's almost better than the barbell, in our opinion, because of the stability needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Alrighty, number four. Number four, medicine ball. So we're talking about a like Dynamex soft med ball mm-hmm. that you would see in like a CrossFit affiliate. Or I don't even know if Orange Theory uses those, but. I don't think so. We're not talking like those hard, shitty plastic med balls that you would find at the YMCA. (laughs) We're talking like a versatile, functional medicine ball. Uh, And again, it can be used for a lot of different things. And it also can be implemented into power-based exercises that can aid in the development of those adaptations that the kettlebell is starting to produce. Perfect. And then number five. All right. So number five is a slam ball. Now, when we made the list, I I was immediately thinking like slam ball for actual slam ball repetitions, like fast, dynamic. But I guess you could also say a heavy slam ball to develop more of those strength-based adaptations Mm -hmm. and take the slam ball from the ground to the shoulder, et cetera. So I think it can go either way. Um, I was thinking when we talked about it to a slam ball, because then you can implement like heavier carries. Yeah, exactly. So maybe we'll, we'll say just to agree upon it and make it more concrete a head we're talking a heavy slam ball that can be used for carries and ground to the shoulder things that'll develop strength mm-hmm. i like it cool. anything else with the five pieces of equipment you'd recommend no i think those are the five that i'm sticking with all right what are the five movements or exercises that you would recommend oh this was always a question when i worked at pit and strength and conditioning i think it was like in that just realm Mm-hmm. every coach would ask the other coaches, you know, what are your five? Even when we went to conferences. Really? Yeah, even when we went to the conferences, it would be like, hey, what would the what would your five movements be? 
I don't know if it was just a thing in that atmosphere or in that community or what, but here are the five that we agreed upon. We actually have a six that's kind of cheating, but we'll talk about why it's there. (laughs) And these are, we picked these and you might say they're cop-outs, but we picked them because they have the most bang for their buck and they're going to develop the things that we need to have in order to maintain our functionality and our longevity. Mm -hmm. So number one was a dumbbell front rack lunge. Yes. How come? Okay, so we picked it for the sake of you're you're going below parallel, right? Mm-hmm. We're squatting, we're standing up. So that's obviously necessary in order to develop fitness and maintain longevity. Yep. And the second reason we picked it is it's unilateral. And we don't do enough unilateral movements in the gym as is. And so to develop that kind of adaptation, that unilateral stimulus and, and developing that strength and stability, that's all essential. So that's why we went with the, the dumbbell front rack lunge. How come you chose the front rack versus just normal walking lunge? Uh, just to incorporate additional like midline stability or mm-hmm. core stability. Uh, cool. Yeah, supporting load on the shoulder. Okay. Uh, the second exercise, what's that? A deadlift. And if we're going with the equipment that we said, it would uh, it would have to be a, you know, a dumbbell or a kettlebell deadlift. Mm-hmm. But deadlift simply because you're never not going to need to bend over and pick things up off the ground. Yeah. Even if you're deserted on an island. <laughs> you're probably going to have to use it You're going to have to bend over and pick shit up. <laughs> so you, you need to be able to do that. And when you're going heavy on the deadlift, like let's branch out beyond the pieces of equipment that we said. If you're doing a barbell deadlift, and you're moving large, if not maximal loads, that adaptation or that stimulus produces an adaptation that can't be matched in the gym. Mm-hmm. The CNS gets completely depleted and, you know, it's just the the strength that is required, the stabilization of the midline that's required. It just, it's very hard to, to leave that out of your fitness regimen. Yeah. What's number three? Number three is, this is where someone will say we're, we're cheating, is a hang cluster. <laughs> if you're listening, you're like, what the hell is a cluster? A cluster is a clean plus a thruster. And a thruster is a front squat plus a shoulder to overhead. Mm-hmm. So imagine if you had a set of dumbbells in your hand, you would jump, pull yourself down into the bottom of a front squat with the dumbbells landing on your shoulders and drive up out of the bottom of that front squat as aggressively as possible and finish by pressing the dumbbells over your head. Yes. And we pick that for very, a couple of reasons. Number one, it incorporates hip violent hip extension, which is a power-based movement. Mm-hmm. Two, we're going below parallel again, which is a good thing. And then three, we're actually going from the shoulder to overhead with a dumbbell. So we're going through a huge range of motion, yeah. which is going to provide a lot of adaptation. Exactly. I like it. What is number four? All right. Number four is the pull-up. How come? We need it. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we picked pull-up, uh, number one, because we didn't have any sort of upper body pulling yet mm-hmm. on the list. It's one of those just essential, like functional movements. Like, yeah. If you know, you can paint any kind of picture. If you're trying to climb, you know, uh, if you're trying to ascend some sort of cliff or if you're trying to climb up a tree or if you're trying to do any of these things, you need to be able to pull your body weight Mm -hmm. to some sort of position in some capacity. Yeah. And also we need to train our, the posterior chain, which includes your upper body more than we need to train, train, 
I can't speak more than we need to train the anterior chain or the front of the body. Mm -hmm. And number five. All right. And number five, we picked the burpee. So here's why I picked the burpee. Number one, it is a condition. It can be a quote unquote conditioning exercise. Mm -hmm. We can get our heart rate up with it and we can do a high volume set with it. We can do a lot of repetitions. The second reason I picked it is because the body travels through a full range of motion as pretty much as much of a range of motion with just your body as you can Mm -hmm. from, you know, from a standing erect position all the way to the floor and all the way back. And then the final reason I picked it is because if you manipulate the movement a little bit, which again, somebody might say I'm cheating, there's no reason that I can't drop down to a plank position, do a push up. And then jump my feet back up and finish the burpee as opposed to just a straight sprawl to the ground. So it gets a little bit of that horizontal pressing involved Mm -hmm. uh, versus just going overhead in the thruster. I like it. So if we were cheating, what would the sixth one be? All right. So this sixth one we wrote as our quote unquote cardio modality or monostructural modality, whatever you want to call it. But we couldn't figure out a way to fit it into the five movements above, so we just cheated and added a sixth <laughs> category. And we said for our for this piece, it would be rowing. Now, the, the reason I picked rowing and not running or biking is because rowing recruits more muscle groups. It's a full-body exercise, and it's less impact on your lower extremities versus the run but Mm -hmm. it can produce very similar adaptations in terms of cardiorespiratory endurance and stamina perfect that makes sense yeah so to recap the fitness portion what are the five pieces of equipment so five pieces of equipment number one rings number two kettlebell three dumbbell four medicine ball and five slam ball and then what are the five slash six (laughs) movements slash exercises so for our exercises, we picked the dumbbell front rack lunge, a deadlift, dumbbell hang cluster, pull-up, burpee, and then the cheating sixth <laughs> movement would be rowing. Perfect. Yeah. So I like that. That was fun. <laughs> it was. Now, uh, like I said, guys, if you guys have answers to these questions that differ from ours, we would love to hear it. You know, drop us a comment. Write us a review. Make sure you leave five stars. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hit us up on Instagram, whatever it may be. Like, I love discussing this stuff. Even Ashley and I this morning had a great time, like, trying to go back and forth and figure it out. So it's something that's fun that we can chat about together. And then, you know, in addition to that, we love having you guys listen. Like, we are so appreciative of that. And your, you know, gift back to us would be a review on iTunes. If you guys would go on there and leave us a quick review, you don't even have to write anything, but just submit however number of stars you think we deserve. That would be awesome. We would appreciate it so much because that's how the podcast starts to get recognized and that's how it comes up in more search results. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please, please, please go on iTunes or Spotify or Captivate, wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a review. That would be fantastic. Other than that, Continue to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Twitter, whatever it may be. Any of those platforms, we're on all of them. Just recently, we changed our handle on Instagram in case, (laughs) you know, for those of you that follow us already, it's not a big deal. It automatically switches over. But if you're referring anybody to our Instagram, it is now ballistic.performance. 
instead of what it used to be was train underscore ballistic. So we changed it up. Someone is still holding on to (laughs) ballistic performance with no variations of it. They have zero followers and they have zero posts. And they like they're following zero people. So it's an inactive account. Whoever is holding on to that, please just mm-hmm. drop it so we can pick it up. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, that is it for today. Again, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.